What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talking Fit. What's up, guys? Thank you for listening to Talking Fit. Uh, as always, if you get any value out of this episode, just please make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a review, leave a far, five star rating. But if you want to be extra awesome and, and really support, just make sure you share it to your Instagram story, share it to Facebook, share it to Insta, uh, your Instagram feed, tag me, uh, tag my guest who, who I'm going to announce in a second. Uh, and like I said on the last episode, I know how many people listen to this and I know how many people actually share it. So let's get more people to share it. Uh, anyway, my guest today is, and I forgot to ask you this before we started recording, how do I pronounce your last name? Sinato. Sinato. So Amelia yeah. Sinato uh, is the head trainer of Orange Theory Poughkeepsie, right? Yes. Uh, and she, yep. Yeah. And she's been in the game a long time. If you're listening to this, you're probably from uh, the area that I live in, like the, the Clifton Park, Albany area. If so, you know her uh, probably just from Instagram, but also Orange Theory. And also she was voted uh, best trainer in the Capital Region in 2020. Uh, so Amelia, thanks for ha- hopping on. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adam. It was very easy to say um, yes to being your guest today. So I'm happy <laughs> to be here. Awesome, awesome. So uh, let's just get into the the kind of you know surface level stuff. Uh, who are you? Where are you from? Uh, you know, what made you kind of get into working out in the first place? You know, have you been doing it your whole life? Is something more in adulthood? Yeah. Okay. Um, so my name's Amelia. Um, I'm from the Albany Colony area in the capital region. Um, Currently I'm living in the Hudson Valley area of New York. Um, Me and my fiance just relocated to uh, the Poughkeepsie area. So, um, you know, I started out in some athletics in middle school, high school. And I guess if you saw, you know, some other members of my family and my parents, um, you know, we have a, I guess a, uh, an easier, not an easier time, but, you know, we are kind of natural, naturally athletic I would say and we kind of always wanted to get into sports Mm -hmm. um my brother was a standout runner from Colony High School um my sisters were involved in sports um so it was just easy to kind of get into that being one of the younger siblings and also it just I mean my parents were uh very not strict but you know we had to abide by certain things growing up they expected yeah. good grades they expected us to kind of be driven so I kind of got into sports and I'm, I'm glad I did because that helped me make friends it helped me stay disciplined but um, you know I started out with soccer and track I played basketball but really what I was best at was running um, okay. specifically sprinting so um, I did get a pretty generous scholarship to uh, Holy Cross which is in Worcester Massachusetts Nice. And I remember getting my acceptance letter and seeing like the price or, you know, the amount that I was mm-hmm. going to be getting. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's so expensive. I'm not, I, we can't, I can't go there. My mom's like, no, that's, that's how much you're getting. You're oh, going man. there. So <laughs> you're like, can um, I spend it on anything? Or yes, just no. <laughs> yeah. So um, I ran track in college and when I was in college, I, it, I changed my major a few times, but I ended up majoring in political science with a minor in women's and gender studies because I, I really thought I wanted to go to law school. Um, I thought I, I saw myself working in like the Middle East, working for like a nonprofit, like a women's organization. But then I really got into um, strength and conditioning. I had an awesome okay. strength coach in college. I had two awesome strength coaches and I just wanted to spend more time in the weight room. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that didn't happen until I was like my, a junior or senior. I will say my freshman and sophomore year, I'm embarrassed to admit this, but um, me and some of my other teammates, we would go, cause you had to sign in for Lyft. We would go sign in and just leave. We wouldn't even do it. And we just, we didn't have a, a coach that really held us that accountable at the time. Yeah. So I didn't really even like enjoy it that much. But then, you know, once, once you have a good coach or a good trainer or somebody that invests a little bit more time in you, it actually it's corny, but it just takes one person to kind of change your trajectory of your life. So I just had two really good coaches. It made me want to be there all the time. I started interning, interning in the weight room when I was still a student. Um, and that's when I started getting up really early. Like I had to be on the bus with the men's soccer team or in the weight room with the football team at 4.30 in the morning, getting ready mm-hmm. for their lift. If a certain team had a lift earlier in the day. I mean, I didn't do all that much. I just helped set up the weight room, set up the cones, 
just you were just involved just, in it. Yeah. Yeah. The, the strength coaches, coach Ollie and um, coach Shep, they just kind of exposed me to what it, the, the not so glamorous parts of being a coach. Uh-huh. Um, and then I was like, what if I, what if I end up doing this? What if I make a career out of this? How do I, how do I do this? Um, I mean, I feel like this could end up being a long story, so I'll try to make it really fast. No, no, that's um, no, this is, you touched on a lot of great things I'm kind of making mental notes of that we can, yeah. we can go back to, but like, first of all, that's a, that's a, that's a big transition, like, uh, career-wise, right? Like thinking yeah. about going into law for a nonprofit and then going into fitness. So I guess, yeah. uh, you know, you, you started w- working with them a little bit and seeing kind of the behind the scenes and that made you love the process a little bit more. So yeah. I guess, when did you make that, um, that mental switch of like, okay, this is what I'm going to pursue. Yeah. So I was lucky that um, my strength coach at the time, he actually still works there, which is just says a lot about him because usually for college level um, athletics, a coach doesn't really stay at a school for more than maybe like three to five years. Mm-hmm. Coach Ollie has been at Holy Cross for 20 or more or almost 20. So that's oh, wow. a lengthy career for a strength coach to spend in one, in one place. But he um, hosts, a camp every year mm-hmm. and it has um very young athletes like middle school age all the way up to semi-pro and like minor league athletes so it's it's a vast array of vast array of athletes and I worked for his camp the summer after I graduated as I was trying to figure out like what I was doing with my life mm-hmm. am I gonna go home and then potentially like apply to grad school um I actually had a brief um internship at the legislature. And after a week, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) So I like told the, whatever, whoever the assembly person I was working at, I was like, I'm not coming back. Um, So in the meantime, that's when I started working part-time at ABC fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, I had been going to ABC when I was home for breaks and I had to actually do my lifting. And that's when I started to actually enjoy it. This was back before ABC was renovated. Yeah. I was going to ask you what year would you say? Like what time frame was this? that was like 20, 2013, 2014. Those are like when I was a student working out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was also before I think it was like a big deal to, for a girl to be at the, at the gym. Like not that, not that it wasn't a big deal. Let me rephrase. It, it was more of a big deal. Like I can remember before ABC was renovated, there was me, my sister, a couple other like, uh, buffer or like athletic females that just mm-hmm. went to like work out just because we like to work out not really for the sake of like taking videos of it which is yeah. fine if you want to do no, that no 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 I'll, no I'll, we're get, not... I'll get there too but yeah yeah no no we're not trash but I know exactly what you're yeah. talking about because I've been I'm 31 right now so I've been going to gyms since I yeah. was like and you've seen the transition yeah. yeah so that's like 14 fucking years of being in and out of gyms and from you know in all different parts of like New York and also just going like whenever I traveled I would go to a gym and you see that transition because it used to I remember like when I first started going to gyms you would never really see girls like lifting weights unless they were like yeah right or they were athletic or something right and now it's become way more normal which is totally like a good thing obviously um it's just but yeah with that comes the transition of uh you get it's helping the average woman feel more comfortable going into a gym exactly. and lifting. But along with that comes a little bit of maybe too many Instagram selfies from, yeah. <laughs> from other people. Oh my gosh. That's all. Yeah. Oh my God. That could be a whole nother podcast in itself. But yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I graduated, I asked Matt if like I could work at the gym. And Matt's I own, Matt owns ABC. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Matt, who is also someone else who really like supported me, changed the trajectory of my life. I owe, I owe a lot of, um, you know, how I got started and who I am today to him too. So I basically just worked at the front desk, which is, you know, keep checking key tags, scanning memberships, key tags, making scanning shakes. key tags. Yeah. Making shakes, saying hello. Yeah, I've, I've done that. Yep. Yeah. Um, I also, I used to clean for Matt too. I love doing, I love like vacuuming the gym and like, he'd give me random projects to do. This is when ABC didn't look as great as it looks now. So I would yeah, be yeah. ripping ceiling tiles off, doing stuff to like help make it look better before he had ended up putting a lot of money into it, like mm-hmm. for the huge renovation that they did. But, you know, I spent a lot of time at the front desk and people would always ask me all the time, are you, are you a personal trainer here? Just because I looked like naturally fit ish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, no. And then Matt's like, why don't you get, get, get some, get a certification, get one of these. I just, I do need another trainer. So can you get certified? So 
I can't even remember the certification I had. It was just some honestly super generic, like it, it was an online test, like a, a bullshit one that I would be mad if somebody did that now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I got started. I did a basic certification. I knew that I was a responsible athlete. So I knew no matter what certification I had, I know how to train, how to regress, how to progress. And I'm not tooting my horn, but I know what the fuck I'm doing. And oh, I, I, why... I totally agree with you. I, I like I said, I, I always tell people this. It took me probably, I think it took me three to four weeks from getting my textbook to passing my certification uh, for personal training. Yeah. Three to four weeks out of the last 14 years is how, I, how much time I yeah. spent actually trying to get certified. So you pick up a right, lot of this stuff from experience. experience. Yeah, experience. So yeah. I, I agree with yeah. you. No one, I've been a coach now for over eight years and no one had not once has a client ever asked me like, what certifications do you have? They just care about, yeah. like, do you yeah. care about them? Do you know what you're talking about? Right. Yeah. yeah. So I, that's why a quick tangent is like when I see people that all of a sudden just became an online trainer, like that's great. And I'm happy that they have like the certification. They, they maybe they have the NASM one, maybe they have the, they got their CSCS and I'm like that that's great. And that is meaningful logistically and legally, but mm -hmm. also like, if you have never really worked with people in person, some people might disagree with me, but I'm like, sometimes I don't think that you really have, you really shouldn't be doing training online, but again, another, no, 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 I, 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 no, no, I a hundred percent agree <laughs> with that. I actually tell people all the time. I'm like, you know, uh, and I've heard this quote, you've probably heard it before from other coaches is like, being an in-person trainer makes you a good online coach, but yeah. it, doesn't, it doesn't work the other way. Being an online coach won't make you a better in-person coach. Yeah, so 100%. I know, again, uh, for, for me too, I'm totally on the same page. I, I was consistently lifting weights for like 10 years before I ever even trained a client. And then I trained clients in person and continue to train in person now for eight years, but I right. did it for While probably- you do your online stuff. But I also probably did it for four years like full time before I ever did one online client. You yeah. Know? So, so I totally agree with you. So, yeah, so back I, uh, on track is you're at ABC front desk. People yep. are kind of asking you if you're a trainer, yeah. you get certified. And uh, then we, then do you start like taking on, yep. what was your, what was yeah, your first one-on-one so, -on -one client? Like, um, wow. My first one-on-one -on -one client. Cause you I know, still I, remember I, my first session. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking back. I had so many, so many I'm trying to, I'm thinking about all the clients I've seen over the years I'm like wow like when I see them pop up on Facebook I'm like oh my god what happened to her like I had because yeah. I had a, a lot of brief people that just did like this was back when we used to do half hour sessions which now I would never I don't think I would do a half hour session not me, at yeah me neither I agree not at 5 p.m at a big box gym because yeah. you're just you unless you have like a, unless you are going to take some equipment and get a space and stay there like it's going to be impossible but after years, also, you learn that half your time, you're half therapist, half trainer anyway. But that's yeah, I remember, so true. Yeah. So true. Yes. Yeah. My my first couple of clients, I remember um, I did a lot of machine work just because at the time there wasn't a huge free weight space at ABC yet. Mm -hmm. So I used a lot of like the, the circuit training equipment. Yeah. I am a little mortified when I look back at my training diaries and like their, their journals from then they were doing like good stuff, but I'm like, why did I mix with this, this, with that? It's just my training philosophies have always kind of been the same, but they've definitely progressed now that more, the more I understand, I will say like back in the day, if somebody said to me, like, I want, I want your arms, I would have, I probably, my dumbass probably would have had them do just a day of like lots of arms, arms. whereas <laughs> now I'm like, okay, we're going to hit arms along the way because we're going to be doing everything else. And I promise whatever you want, it's going to get hit. You're going to feel it. Even if we don't do a thousand bicep curls. Yeah. No, I, I, I think if you, I think if you didn't look back on your first couple of years of coaching and cringe, then you would just show that you didn't get smarter over the years. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I look yeah. back at my first couple of sessions or even my first couple of years as a coach and I've made a ton of mistakes, Yeah. Just, but that's, that's a part of the, the process of learning. And, and I think that's, that kind of goes across the board with anything in life, whether you're someone who is a trainer or someone who's trying to lose weight and learn how to work out, like you got to go through the beginner phase and the beginner yeah. phase is where you make all your mistakes and you look back and you think you look stupid, but the, the, 
the reason why you progress is just because you just didn't stop doing it. You just kept yeah. doing it. So yeah, I know like for me, I remember my first client ever that I ever coached one-on-one, he had had like hernia surgery and had never really worked out before. And my, my training manager was like, yeah, he's got like mesh he's got the mesh in his uh, stomach. It's and like I, had, stomach I, yeah. I had no idea what the fuck that meant. I didn't even know <laughs> yeah. what that meant. Like I knew what a hernia was, but I didn't know what the mesh meant. And so like, I was like, I would write the workout down in like a note in a notebook and I'm making him do like, you know, stuff that even at the time I probably knew wasn't what we should be doing. But in my mind, I was like, uh, you just question yourself. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy's going to get bored if I just teach yeah. him how to like deadlift. So we're going to do like something a little bit right, more intense. Right. And, and now over the years, yeah, I've just yep. like, look back. I like, I straight up tell like, my I don't life, give a fuck if they get bored. Yeah. Like I this do, is gonna, it's, I yeah. give a fuck, but like, it's gonna be a little boring. But like, trust me, like we're going to, yeah. Yeah. But you're going to get yeah. there. But I think I, I just real quick, cause I wanted to touch on a couple of things that you uh, kind of mentioned in passing, but I think a really yeah. good point that Amelia brought up uh, was that she was, she's kind of like over the trajectory of, of that story there were several different times where you acknowledge like having someone holding you accountable, having a coach that cares or having a boss like Matt who like invests their time and believes in you. Right. And how much of a difference that made in your life. Like it literally helped you transition from wanting to be a lawyer to now being a coach. Yeah. So I think if you're the type of person, again, if we're talking to like the, the average listener here, who's someone who's trying to lose weight, trying to get into better shape, uh, I think the common mistake people make is I should be able to do this on my own. And they yeah. try to avoid accountability and avoid yep. seeking out help because maybe they're embarrassed or they don't want, they, they just, maybe they don't want to invest in it. Or they, I think that most times it just comes down to, they don't believe they can do it. So they don't want to like, uh, you know, disappoint someone. Yeah. And so I think that that's a huge thing to touch on if you're listening to this and you're ever questioning like, I should be able to do this myself. Like, why can't I get this going? Maybe you just haven't allowed yourself to be coached properly yeah. or found someone that that's believed in you to the point. So that that's, that's essentially why, like Amelia said, but I don't know. I don't know if he says before we start recording or, or after, but she's had clients who trained with her for like five years. I've had clients yeah. who've been with me four, six years. It's because you find that person that believes in you and you kind of stick with it. Yeah. Um, so coaching one-on-one uh, you know, how does that, I guess, how does that, kind of snowball into, uh, you know, switching over to orange theory. Like when did you make that transition? Yeah. So I had been working, um, after I got certified, I was training at ABC a bit. Um, I was still working at the front desk. I was picking up clients and I was kind of making a little bit more of a name for myself. Um, and then I got an opportunity. Um, I had gotten a call from Mike Altieri, who is our director of operations at Orange Theory and he oversees 12 different studios. So at me at the time, it was just the the three, it was actually at the time, just two in the capital region. It was just Albany and just Nisguna. Okay. So um, full transparency. And I, it's funny, like this is a, it's kind of a funny story. I'm Matt might not think it's that funny now, but maybe he will. I just remember me and Matt having like a, a disagreement. We got into like an, not an argument, but like a disagreement, a disagreement. And I was just annoyed about something stupid because I was young and stupid and um, stubborn. Yeah. And I remember I had already gotten one phone call from Mike Altieri and I kind of ignored it because I was also deep into like heavy lifting, uh, Olympic lifting, uh, the weightlifting I did in college, powerlifting, like bodybuilding style. And I was like, I thought it was too good. I, I went through periods of like loved hit, loved boot camps, fuck hit, fuck boot camps, yep. fuck all this stupid hit shit. I'm a, I'm a strength athlete, blah, blah, blah. But now yeah. I'm, I'm like, I've made a full, literally like a full circle about that and I'll get there too. But I had already gotten a phone call from Mike once that I kind of ignored because I was like orange therapy. Like I saw treadmills. I was like, no, like I'm basically <laughs> like, I'm too good. I'm too good of a strength lifter and strength athlete for this. Uh-huh. But then that day that I kind of gotten into a little tiff with Matt, like mm-hmm. I'd gotten a voicemail and Mike had said, Hey, you know, you have a friend who, who's my, one of my friends from high school is a manager at the Albany studio. And he, he's, she said, you'd be really good fit for a coach. We're doing an audition. Why don't you come in? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe I will go in and try it. Yep. Um, 
I also, I should have prefaced, but I know that you know this. I should have prefaced that I do swear a lot. So mom, I'm sorry. I, oh my but God. I know, I, I know you I know swear, too. I swear so much. And I know your clients <laughs> probably know. So that yeah, all my no people know anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I went in for the audition. I really wasn't prepared because it was kind of last minute. Mm-hmm. And I remember going to the audition, like Chris Gross is at my audition, Julie Ferriello, who is one of the, two of my coworkers and also two of my best friends, just an, a lot of other really impressive people. And I was like, whoa, like, yeah. here I am showing up thinking my shit don't stink. I got this. And I'm like, I was humbled very quickly. I've never talked on a microphone before because when I worked in the weight room and I worked in the weight room at UAlbany briefly also, I was yelling. Yeah which is very different than when you're talking on a microphone and you have to have different voice inflections at mm-hmm. different times of music and all that stuff. But I obviously ended up getting the job and that was when, you know, Orange Theory wasn't a huge, huge name in the capital region yet. We had just had the Albany Niskuna Studios. Mm-hmm. Clifton Park was in their opening phases. So I was there with Clifton Park right from the beginning, which is over five years ago now. Mm-hmm. So I was still, I started coaching at Orange Theory, but I was still personal training and I was coaching. So I was kind of getting the best of both worlds. I loved working with my clients Mm one-on-one. I really did love group fitness and I really do believe in the Orange Theory product and the workout and the way that we do interval training versus just the way people think that we do interval training. Um, And that's kind of why I've completely you know, bought into it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been here for over five years. I wouldn't have um, accepted a position in leadership or in management if it was just to collect a paycheck, because that's just, that's not the type of person I am, but also I think that would make your job very difficult if you were just there because it, 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 you, that's how you got paid. We're just, our job is too physically and emotionally demanding for us not to fucking love where we are. Yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And what they do all day, every day. So after the pandemic, when all the gyms shut, the gym shut down. I was personal training still at ABC um, right before the pandemic and everything closed. But then after that, you know, that was kind of, I know we weren't recording yet, but I was telling you about how some of my clients weren't ready to come back yet to the gym, even with masks, masks on. Um, but also what we were doing at Orange Theory, we were doing outdoor workouts. We had a lot more cleaning protocols in place. We had a lot of social distancing. We had a very sequenced way of bringing people in having them exit one door, carry all your stuff with you. So it was a lot more demanding and just required more of my time than I felt Mm -hmm. like it was fair for me to give to my personal training clients. I didn't want to not be fully invested in them. So Mm -hmm. I just kind of slowly pulled back on personal training. I worked with a few people at ABC here and there or at my house, but other than that, I'm just completely with Orange Theory right now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very lucky that the, the people I work with and the, the members and also the, the, the coworkers, the staff that we have, um, aside from just being good coaches and good um, leaders of a workout class, quote unquote, mm-hmm. all, of, all the coaches on staff, like we don't all have, and there's nothing wrong with having a bullshit certification. I mean, I guess there is, but we don't, yeah. none of us have bullshit certifications. We all have spent thousands of dollars on um, Dr. John Rusin certifications, um, Mike Boyle certifications, uh, uh, DeFranco certifications. We all have done very in-depth in-person certifications that are truly to make us better strength coaches and personal trainers, mm-hmm. but we are also good at coaching classes too. Yeah. So I think that's, that's kind of what um, has kept me wanting to work for this brand versus just personal training, because you can still incorporate, you know, what you love about one-on-one stuff, even if you coach classes, at least for our business. No, so, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. That's why I'm here full time. Yeah. And I have, a, I actually have a handful of nutrition clients who go to Orange Theory. Yeah, so like, you yeah. know, I, I think that that's a huge thing that's, I, I don't know if wrong is the word, but like that I don't love about like the fitness industry is that a lot of professionals are just kind of like always like trashing each other's stuff. Yeah. At the end of the day, and like we're all yeah, kind of doing Don't get me wrong. I definitely thing. used to do that. And that's one way I me think too. we've grown too. Yeah, me too. I used to, I remember, I literally remember, uh, <laughs> I remember like a client asking me once if I like ever had done a certain class that like the gym I worked at offered. And she was like, have yeah. you ever taken that class before? And I said, no, I work out for real. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah, I was and like, I could be that way too. A, I was like a dick about it. And like, now I, at the end of the day, like if you find something that you enjoy doing and it's yep. healthy and you're, and you're moving, like, that's awesome. And then you should do right. that. I think a good, I think a, a good uh, discussion to have though, coming from someone like you who is very experienced, is very knowledgeable, is in great shape. You know, you coach at Orange Theory, but you also have all these like in-person, this in-person training. Um, I guess a good conversation to have for people who listen to this is your opinion on how to properly apply like that style of training to the average person. So, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I think you've seen this and it's not just a, a class thing. This goes for weight training, cardio, anything. The yeah. average person, when they jump into something, they just think more is better, right? So they're like, yeah. oh, if I'm going to run, I'm going to run every single day all year round. Oh, I'm going to join our yeah. theory. I'm going to go to back-to-back classes and like do that. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. So as a yeah. coach, how would you how would you advise someone? And again, we're talking to the average person who's kind of getting into fitness. They're interested in joining Orange Theory. What is your like a professional advice, like how to apply that style of working out in a, in a healthy way that gets you yeah. results, but also keeps you like, you know, not getting hurt. Right. Well, there, I feel like as much as we want to um, kind of hopefully instill our belief and whatever we think onto people um, and we hope that they follow what we're trying to help them with, but there's still going to be those people that want to kill themselves because they're complete masochists with exercise. And you know what I've learned that with some of those people, you know what, do you sometimes you do you (laughs) I'm going to focus on the people that yeah not that I'm going to ignore you if you're my client or you're in my class but some people no matter how much you want to instill that they're going to do it their way and that's you know what I've gone to a point in my career I'm like exactly do you boo I'm I'm going to put my energy (laughs) in some of the people that are wanting to listen and be coached and that's a different you know different vibe but for people that are trying to get into things, um, I guess my, my biggest piece of advice is always like, I would hope that at this point, like in 2022, like that people understand more is not always better. You don't have to like be dead, exhausted, out of breath, so sweaty, like a million calories. I know we, we splat points are a thing for Orange Theory, a million splat points. You know, I, in, in some respects, yes, we don't have to kill ourselves as ex- with exercise, but also in some respects, I also do agree, like, guess what? Sometimes you got to pay the fucking piper. And sometimes, yeah. yeah, sometimes, yeah, you do have to work hard as hell because that is how we get better. So it's, it's there's really also a line, but there's a, a fine line between it, I guess. So that's, that's where a coach comes in, though, is, is you being right. able to tell someone, hey, listen, like, I, I think that having those metrics is very, very useful for someone to be able to see, like, I was able to push myself to this level yeah. three, three months ago, and now I can push myself exponentially above that level. So I think like systems like that having a place, it's just, it takes like me and you communicating right. to the person like, Hey, it's cool. Like for, I always use the Apple watch for an example. If the yeah. Apple watch says you burned X amount of calories and then you were able to burn X amount of calories more three months. Cool. That means you moved better, but just don't take it literally like that means you burn that yeah. many calories or that if you burn less, you're doing right. worse. Right. It's all about like right. structuring yeah. and periodizing that. Right. And I also think that that comes with having, um, you know, spending years, I've spent years and I didn't, even if I didn't realize it, at the time that, you know, I I was progressing, but I think I spent a lot of years getting and getting a lot of people to trust me. Mm -hmm. And I always say this to like, um, you know, my friends or my family, because I, I'm not somebody, I don't love attention. Like Mm -hmm. I hate my birthday and I hate it, but I just like, no, no, that's so funny. They said that on the same way. Like I hate when people are singing happy birthday to me, or if I have to open gifts in front of people, I don't like being the center of attention. Yes. And like, my sisters and my my friends always remind me like, oh, I must be terrible to be so popular for people to love you and respect you and think that you're the greatest. And like, sometimes you have to realize like, yeah, you know what? Like I am, I have built myself up to this. Like I've spent a lot of years. Yeah, I spent a lot of years building my reputation, building a lot of relationships with people. And I think that that helps when it comes to getting a, a group of people to trust that 
whatever you're saying is because you know, not because you know, because you think you're so smart, you know, because you know, because you've done this for a long yeah. time. So somebody like uh, you who's had a lot of clients for a long time, I, when I had personal training clients for a long time, any coaches that have had or any gyms that have had their members be there for a long time, I think what helps people progress is that they have a couple really quality coaches or trainers or people in their life that make them want to keep coming back and that make them believe in whatever the, the coach is coaching. Um, yeah. So I think that that's why we've just seen a lot of success in our studios in the capital region is because we've had a, a core group of coaches there for five years or longer. We've built up a lot of trust and um, a reputation for greatness in our business and just in our studios. And mm -hmm. that's kind of how I ended up getting involved in the Hudson Valley because our, our um, franchise owners acquired these studios in the Hudson Valley. Not that they weren't doing well before they were acquired, but just knowing that they, you know, you they bring could, that culture there. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like build up that culture, that community, like the strength that we have in a capital region is the way it is because of our members are amazing and our staff is amazing and all of that it's all because of each other. So yeah. just to continue to instill that um, in these studios that were already great, but just mm -hmm. to continue to build that culture and that community and that trust. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes the difference. And that's kind of where I'm at the point in my career now where I know we talked about like kind of trash talking things that we didn't love or places we didn't love. Like I definitely used to do that with our other competitors. I definitely would be like, Pfft. I mean, I still definitely look at some of the stories that some of the places are doing and I'm like, but yeah. I also, I also some, you know, not everything that we do is perfect either. So 100%. at the end of the day, yeah. like whatever gets people up and moving, if you want to quit orange theory, cause you want to do something else, you know what, if that's what makes, if that helps your mental state, your emotional state and your physical state, do it. Yeah. I, and I'm I, think, not gonna, I think at the end of the day, I, 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 this, and, uh, coming from like a different perspective too, is like, um, I, I run my own coaching business and it's all about yeah. fitness. Right. And, and so I don't have a team. I have a, a great assistant named Lisa who helps me out a lot, but like, as far as the actual coaching and the programming and the nutrition advice and the, the half therapy conversations and the mindset, yeah. talks, it's all me. Right. So when a client chooses to move on, which it inevitably does happen, uh, I can't keep everybody can't help everybody. Yeah. It hits me sometimes a little deeper yeah. because it's me. I don't, right. you know what I mean? I'm not a part of a team. I'm not a part. It's just fucking me. Right. Yeah. But to your point, I've literally seen clients who I worked with and helped them get results. And, and for some reason they just, they didn't, they didn't want to stick around or maybe they wanted to try it on their own. And then they moved on and they found another coach and they continued on their journey and they kept getting good results. And then yeah. you're looking at the stuff that they're doing with the coach. And there's a part of me that's been like, Dude, I was teaching the same fucking thing. Right. That's the same yeah. shit I was saying. Right? I, know. But they found, I know. They just maybe made a better connection with that person. Yeah. So I, but I think one kind of thread that you were like kind of talking about that I think is applicable to, to you know, the, the average listener's kind of fitness goals or weight loss goals or health goals is that you, you said a lot of things that, that were very powerful, but one of them being like building equity, building trust over the course of years. And I yeah. think well, a lot of people, when they start trying to change their lives physically, financially, whatever it is, a lot of their limitations are just, they don't trust their decision-making process. They don't trust their knowledge or their ability yeah. to accomplish the goal. So they constantly just quit, start, start, stop, start, stop. I think for the average person, if you can take from that conversation with Amelia is that put in the time and just stay with it. And after a while you will build equity and trust in yourself. If you just keep proving to yourself that you can accomplish these things, you ride out the waves and you, you know, for us, it's like maybe losing a member or losing a client. That's a speed bump, but we keep going. You know, if you guys lose a couple of members, right. you don't close down the studio, right? You just keep doing what you're doing. You keep doing a good job and you know, more members will come. And I think uh, for someone like you, uh, I guess one of uh, kind of getting to my point is there was a post that Amelia made like over a year ago now. And it was a three pictures. It was a transformation picture from her from high school into college into her at the, you know, a year ago. And just the, the physical transformation she had made. And the most powerful part of the post that I, that I took was how 
she said that she was living her best life in each one of those pictures. She doesn't look back on her old self or her throwback pictures and she doesn't exploit it or hate on herself or, or trash herself or do negative self-talk just because she happened to be more quote unquote in shape now versus then. Right. And uh, yeah. going back to what we were talking about when we first became trainers, how we look back on that and kind of cringe, but we also don't sit here and go, man, I'm such a piece of shit. And like have this, this awakening of like, Oh my God, this like uh, euphoric moment. I, I transformed my life by becoming a right. better coach. We just stuck with it. Right. So I think the, yeah. the main thing I want to, I guess, pull from this conversation with you as we, we kind of like went through your story of, of, of your career progression is it's okay to fuck up and take different paths and, and, you know, align yourself with different people along the way, but there's no reason to look back and just trash yourself. It's okay to love yourself along the way. If you're someone who's trying to lose 50 to hundred pounds, you don't have to hate yourself all the way till you see that 50 pound weight loss. You can love yourself along the way and be mm-hmm. proud of the of, be proud of where you are with the confidence to know that you are going to continue to see changes and progress. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So, yep. So the post that Adam's talking about, I mean, I don't really post a ton because I yeah, just you're like, not, you're not obnoxious I, like I, me. <laughs> no, no, no. But you're, I will say like, for those people that are listening, I, I and anybody that knows me, like. I always say like, I'm a, I'm a coach, I'm a trainer, I'm not an Instagrammer. Like, yeah. and that's fine for people that do Instagram a lot. Cause if they're good at it and they have stuff to say, I'm not always good at articulating what I want to say in a post without sounding like, like an asshole. Like I definitely have a couple asshole posts and like one of my more recent ones is, and I'll get there too, but this post is, it's probably over a year old, but you can find it. Cause it's like, I don't post that much. So you'd see it, but yeah. basically it's a picture of me in high school, like, not really that's not muscular. I was just like kind of skinny. Like I was fit, but like not buff in yeah. college when I, uh, you said, was, you said you had, uh, what is it? Endless um, meal um, swipe. Um, unlimited meal swipe. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I was, a, I was a division one runner and I definitely could have taken better care of myself. Like I, now just, I feel like in social media and in just in the world in general, like there's just so much more emphasis on girls, like working out more, eating better, college athletes taking better care of themselves. And I just wish that I did. And doesn't, it wasn't even that long ago. It was like, you know, 2012 to 2015, I was in college, which isn't that yeah. long ago, but like, yeah, we've just come a long way in a very short time with, with strength athletes and women in sports, but in college, but anyway, and then my last post was just me at like peak physical performance. And basically I was saying, you know, I hate when there's trainers that they post a throwback of themselves, like a stick with no muscle. And then the from when they were like a teenager mm-hmm. and then they post a picture, you know, they're in their mid to late twenties or thirties. They're like, look at me, like, look at how I used to look. This could happen to you too. Like anybody should fucking look like that when they're a teenager, you should look like a stick. Yeah. You sh- Or when you're in college, maybe you're a little bit heftier because you like to eat and you were drinking. That's what you should be doing. Not should be, but that's what you were doing as yeah. a, as a college athlete. So I just, I hate that we feel like we need to exploit ourself, our yeah. old self to make our current self look better. Like yeah. in order to promote your own business or your own self or your own brand. Like, I don't think you need to say like, here's my before and after of like before exercise and after exercise, like just say like, Hey, like I wasn't doing it the best before, like I'm doing it the best that I can now. And like, it is what it is, but yeah, no, I yeah, totally agree so with you. I, uh, I, I, I see that stuff a lot. And, and I, it always gets me too when like, I, I don't know if this gets to me more, uh, but when someone posts like the before after and the before they're not even in like bad shape, they're just like, they're like a normal looking human yeah, being. And they're like, oh, I hated myself back yeah. then. I was miserable. I'm like, you look like a normal human. Like it's okay. But I right. think I, I, right. like for me, I like to, to go through like a lot of the stuff I do with my clients is all, I say 80% of the coaching I do is like mindset shit because most people just don't believe in themselves. And the reason why they constantly quit on themselves is because they just don't legitimately believe they can achieve the goals they want. So as soon as that scale fluctuates up, they quit. Or as soon as they miss a couple workouts, they, they, they're like, Oh, I want to quit. Or what's the point. And, and the reason why is because like right now they're just viewing their, their current state as I'm not happy with where I'm at. And to some people, they're just, they just feel like it's always going to be that way. And I, I try to give you yeah. to understand, like, it's okay to just take pride in the fact that you're trying, 
Like you don't have to make this incredible Instagram transformation in eight weeks is probably not going to happen that fast. It's more about along no. the way, along the journey, like just enjoying the process and continuing to learn and continuing to make mistakes. But yeah, if you're someone who's like a mom who has four kids and you have a full-time job, like, and then you're done having your kids and, and your jobs, and maybe you're a little more financially stable in your, your 40s. So you have the more time and money to invest in your health. It's okay that you're not in the best shape of your life right now. If you had four kids, grew four kids, raised four kids, and had an awesome career, it's okay if you're just not in your best shape in this moment. Uh, and there's no reason to hate on yourself yeah. for it. You know, your, your attention was, was elsewhere. So I think you know, like, like for you, when you were first, when you were in college, stuff like that, like another part of the post you said was, yeah, maybe you didn't do stuff optimally, but maybe it's because that's just all you knew at the time, right? It's okay. Like if you're someone right, who, exactly. if you did, like, if you're someone who in the past has done too much cardio and didn't actually strength train, doesn't mean that you're the worst, you're a piece of shit who doesn't deserve to be in shape. It just means, Hey, you just didn't know back then. And now you're learning. Yeah, and I no, tell my, yeah. I tell my clients all the time, when you find out that you're doing something incorrectly, that's great news. Cause the alternative is you just continue to do it incorrectly. But if you find out you're wrong, that's amazing news. Cause now you have an opportunity to make a change. It's just hard. It's a hard pill to swallow yeah. sometimes, you know, the, the, the ego can take a hit when you find out you're doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that we, you know, we're always going to fight this battle of what is the best to achieve the hardest, leanest, best muscle and body and whatever works the best for one person is not going to work the best for another person. And that's also something that I've learned and I would I'll apply different things to different people. But at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing for exercise um, and just being sticking to something is just find something that you like Mm -hmm. that you're going to just continue to want to do. Um, And kind of going back to our conversation of like, if we lose members or like somebody wants to try something different, like a couple of years ago, I would have been like, like, fuck them. They're going to go to, they're going to go to XYZ gym instead. Like, good luck. Like Kobe get hurt there. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know what? I don't, I, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. stupid, but sometimes I'm like, that's how it used to be. And I was an asshole. I'm not saying I'm not still an asshole, but um, you know, I was, and now I'm kind of at this point in my career. I'm like, okay, like, I think that you, you were doing great here, but if it wasn't the best for you. And if you didn't, if it, if you didn't love it, then don't spend money on it. If you, you should be doing something you love. And I was also, um, you know, also at a point with some places where remember, remember how I was saying, like, you know, the reason I didn't say yes to orange theory at first is because I'm like, like, I'm not, I'm not going to work at like a, a cardio place. Like we yeah. are more than a, a cardio place. So let me say that, but absolutely. Yeah. I know a lot of, I think a lot of people that don't do group fitness i know that you kind of do both like you've done some corporate like boot camps and and i used to i used to work at um i worked at like vent fitness for four and a half years which is kind of like a if you're not from the area it's kind of like a gold gym but i coached one-on-one but i also coached boot camps i've done boot camps in the park i see there's a ton of value in group fitness it's just like you said like you guys are all educated quality coaches so you can take the group fitness to model make and make it jumping and sweating. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. And that's, and that's why when I, when yeah. I have a client who comes to me and they're like, Oh yeah. I'm like, what do you do for workouts? So we're talking, maybe I'm going to coach them on the nutrition. I go, what do you do for workouts? And they say, Oh, I go to orange theory, you know, three or four times a week. I go, awesome. Keep doing that. Like, you know what I mean? Like what it's good. It's a good solid workout. You're around good coaches. And I, I personally know uh, you know, like I know you, I know Mike, I know Chris, uh, I like kind of, I've interacted with like Marcus on, uh, and these are all like orange theory coaches. Yeah. So like, yeah. I know all these guys know their shit and they're good. They're good quality coaches. Right. So like, it's not the, the group fitness model isn't evil or bad. It's just, how is it applied? The same thing exactly. like CrossFit or strength training, they're all good for you if you apply them correctly. But if you're, yeah. I can preach strength training all I want, but if you don't know how to deadlift and you go to the gym and throw your back out, then strength training probably wasn't a good idea for you that day. Yeah, you just did it wrong. Yeah, right. And I think a lot of people um, are starting to kind of realize that. And that's kind of how I've come full circle is like, I used to hate, hate on all the stuff that I'm kind of like a big proponent of now. And I've kind of come like all the way around. What's up? Yeah, you can say what's up. Oh, Yo, what yeah. up, Andrew? 
What's up, man? <laughs> um, we got we have a special guest appearance by Chris Gross on the podcast, who is runner up in my eyes, but number one personal best personal trainer in the area. For what for what it's worth, Adam. One in your eyes, or well, yeah. runner up? In your no, no, no. Well, I mean, technically, like you know what I mean. I don't even know. Dude, I know. No, I'm good. I I I made it to the top five like two years ago. And I like pushed yeah. fucking hard to like, like, you know, like exploited my shit myself to like the T to try and get those votes. I was like, oh, that'll be such like a cool, like notch in my belt. And then boom, didn't fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, yeah. I know. I know. Well, I, I, know I'll sucks. be I honestly, it, I can't even, I'm trying to, I feel bad. I can't think of who won this year. I, I Oh, I think, I think I know. I'm not even going to say it now. I remember, but I remember when it was happening in 2020, like I, it, it I didn't really, I know that I remember when the best of thing had come around and yeah. somebody said to me, did you know you made the top three? And I was like, what? Yeah. And that's what, that's what, that's when people were going hard for at eight. Cause I also had people at ABC voting for me, yeah. but then people at orange theory, they were going hard for it. But yeah, Chris was in the, the running this year. And that obviously like he's number one to me and everybody at orange theory and everybody, but for what's worth, I did vote for you too. Oh, I appreciate that. Because I, I, I will <laughs> say, I will say like, we can be, not clicky with our coaches here at Orange Theory, but you know we obviously believe the most in each other and love each Absolutely. other and for each other more than anything and whatever. But we always say like, "Yo, we love Adam Badger. Like he's one of the few. <laughs> he's one of the few like that. online, one of the few like faces online and people online that actually posts like quality content. He trains the way that we train. He says the shit that we want to say. Like that's oh, why whenever I, you post something, I'm like. I'm like, oh, Adam, like Adam could say it in a way that I can't. So I, that's why I, a lot of, that means a lot. Yes. Yeah. You're the bomb. And that's I, why I've, I've tried to get a lot of people to do like nutrition coaching or personal training. Like I'm like, if they're like, do you coach anymore? Are you training or do you do nutrition? I'm like, no, but Adam Badger does. I'm like, here's his Instagram. Boop, try to that, that's, there, so. First of all, I, I, that means the world to me. Cause I think at the end of the day, like we, we all want to help our clients stuff like that, but like having the mutual, the mutual respect of like your peers and people who are doing the same thing as you is, is very important. Like no one wants to be the, the, what's the word I'm looking for the fucking uh oh my god the charlatan you know who like it was like oh that yeah fucking, that fucking guy who thinks he's a coach over there right yeah so, like yeah. no one wants to be that guy that that does mean a lot um and i guess i if we were kind of like wrapping up here uh if you were speaking to uh the average you know the female listener who is wants to get in shape and, and uh you know it, it maybe doesn't know where to start like i guess could you give maybe a couple of day-to-day maybe non-negotiables or tips that you personally use nutrition wise uh recovery wise training wise that you feel are, are okay. very helpful or have allowed you to stay in shape for so long all right i know for us it's think, boor- think, it's boring because we're just so used to know, doing it but like if the bo- more boring and simple the better yeah this will be the fight uh, I've, we've been fighting this good fight with women in the gym for a long time so mm-hmm. number one this is not in any order but i'm going to speak to the ladies and i say yeah. this to all the ladies in my classes and anybody i train like i know this is cliche as fuck and i'm honestly tired of saying and hearing it but don't be afraid to lift heavy yeah it's not going to make you bigger okay everybody thinks unless if you want to be bigger we can discuss that too yeah but everybody i think still has this thing in their head like they'll say to me, you know, like my thighs are huge. I really don't want to go too heavy on squats or anything today because it's it just making my thighs huge. And I'm like, okay. It doesn't what's work that way. <laughs> thigh- yeah. I was like, what's making your thighs huge is the bottle of wine that you're drinking every day. Yeah. Okay. Well, but also I want to, it's also, you need to lift heavy, get uncomfortable with weights and not just getting uncomfortable with cardio and other things that are easy to get uncomfortable with because if you want to tighten up, dare I say tone, tone and, yeah. de- and define, you need to build something under your skin that's going to tighten your skin and make you look defined. Yeah, I always so say bones, that, bones ain't toned. Bones ain't toned. That's bones ain't toned. Muscles um, are toned. Yes. And if there's anything that I like to say on certain days of where it's supposed to be really heavy for arms or chest or whatever, I'm like, guys, if you, if you think just like lifting big weights would make you big, then every dude that wants to be huge would be huge Yeah. because it's not that simple. 
And I've honestly, I've been trying to get huge for a decade. It's not that simple. So there's that. I've been, I, I just had this conversation with someone the other day. I'm like, I've been trying to look like The Rock for 15 years and it still hasn't happened. So you're not going to get bulky. Over yeah. That. So it's <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So that's like a, a takeaway. That's a non-negotiable that no matter what you're, if you're working out in a group set, if you're working on your own, like it, not that every single set and everything you do should be breathless and shaking and like, it should be so hard, but like you need to challenge yourself. It's that's, gotta be, yeah, it's gotta be difficult. It's, it's gotta, gotta be, be a little difficult. Yeah, yeah. You gotta get uncomfortable. That's one thing. Another non-negotiable um, something that helps me, I think when I'm feeling the best, looking the best, performing the best is, um, eating enough, which this, I know, it's, like Adam said, this is going to be the boring stuff, but eating enough. And if you don't know, stop spending years thinking that, you know, hire somebody, pay somebody to check in th that you're going to check in with and stop thinking that whatever you, whatever my fitness pal told you is right. You need to yeah, hire yeah. somebody. You're speaking my language. Yeah. Stop using the, the counter on my fitness pal that doesn't know you, doesn't know your activity level, doesn't know anything about you. And just trying to guess if you've been spending years guessing how many more years are you going to waste not feeling and looking the way that you want, hire somebody. And I even work with a dietitian for four or five months. Her name's Jenny Dore. She's the mm -hmm. bomb. She honestly is she was it's funny that I say like when I was personal training I was like half therapist half trainer Jenny is, was, was literally like my life coach but she also helped me a lot with nutrition and just having somebody when I was paying somebody to check in with them that made the difference 100%. that just needed that I just needed to kind of just like get the ball rolling again because I was yeah. not you know in the best place physically and mentally when I wanted to get that way so eat enough and if you don't know what enough is pay somebody and find out Stop yeah. Guessing. So let's say real quick, lift weights, get uncomfortable with your workouts, push yourself. Yes. That's one. Yeah. Two, make sure you're eating one. enough. Yeah. Making sure you're eating enough. And if you don't know what enough is, hire someone to do so. And what's hire what's one, somebody for sure. What's one more. Uh, one more. Do, do something because you like it, not because you think that you have to. But in okay. some respects, like we were saying, sometimes you got to pay the fucking piper and do what you don't like to do, but yep. don't just go to uh, like a gold because you think, well, like I, I, I got to go to a gym. Like that's how I can't do like a class or I can't, you know, work out one-on-one -on -one with somebody. I can't do online coaching. I can't do this because people are going to think like, I'm not really doing anything. I, I got to go to golds or something yeah. i'm just using gold as a reference because that's like what we have down here or golds and or, like or also also i think i think it's like you know when you walk into uh and kind of uh, on the first point too is like don't don't make decisions based on what you think others are going to think of you so for example like if you do walk into uh planet fitness for example let's say you're someone who like that's where you feel most comfortable going and you're a beginner yeah. Don't just go on the elliptical because you're like, well, I don't know how to lift weights. Like, go try it. See, right. <laughs> see how it goes. Right. You know exactly. I mean? go, yeah. don't, don't, don't worry if someone's looking at you. Right. And do it because you want to, not because you think that like you have to. And I, I'll use a reference. Like I have a friend who she used to go to one of our competitors or she used to quote unquote live heavy, like at an ABC or a gold. And she loves Orange Theory and goes hard for Orange Theory and has been very successful there. But she still kind of acts like, you know, she's like too, like too good for it. I'm like, yo, it's okay to act like you want to be here and act yeah. like you like it. Like if you like it, you like it. And who yeah. cares? Whatever yeah. you want to do, whatever you like, do it. And again, if you don't know, hire somebody. Like that's another, like make the investment in hiring somebody. Because if you don't spend the the upfront cost the investment for your wellness you're going to be inconvenienced someday by your illness so literally i uh so a couple of things as we close up so just to kind of hit on the point amelia made so one is uh i, I knew that for, once you said 20 30 minutes it was it i i'm a talker so sorry. oh yeah i was yeah i just try to be conscious of your time because i know you're you're busy but um uh, i uh for the longest time i mean i was a like i said in-person coach strictly just in person for years and I couldn't stand online coaches. I was like, no, 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 you, you gotta do, you gotta just be the in-person coach. Like online coaches don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Uh, they're just bullshit. Yeah. This much like an easy job. But then as I started to build my online business, I started to go, oh, well, like I'm just, 
I, I, it's my own ego in the way because I wasn't doing that. I just shit on it. And then once I started doing online coaching, I was like, oh, well now I have like access to my clients 24 seven, as opposed to just 45 minutes a week or, or a couple yeah. of sessions a week. So I wanted to grow my online business because, because I can help more people. It's more scalable. And with a son and everything like that, like I want to be able to be home. But my point is if I just stuck to doing the thing I thought I was supposed to do. Yeah. You would never have, become an online trainer. But here's the thing that here's the crazy thing. So when I go back to your other point, because Amelia made some really good points is I was saying, I wanted to scale my online business for probably three years straight. And every day I'm like, Oh, that's a goal of mine. That's a goal of mine. And I, and I, I would just kind of guess, I'd be like, Oh, maybe this is what I should be doing. This, this is the kind of content that I should be posting. Uh, this is the way I should deliver my programming to people or the, the way that I should have clients check in with me. And from September to uh, now, I've grown my online presence and online business and become a better coach in those six months faster and more effectively than I did in the past three, four years. Why? Because I hired a coach who yeah. specifically coached me and held me accountable on how to grow my business. And I invested a lot of money up front, like we're talking like thousands of dollars because, and it, for me, someone who has like, you know, yeah. grew, grew up poor and like, you know, investing in yourself is very scary, but I'll tell you one thing, if I didn't invest that money, I yeah. would not have been that motivated and would not have worked that fucking hard, like 12 hours a day to build it. So if you're someone who's on the fence, like, oh, I don't want to like uh, spend money on fitness or whatever, like that's your own personal self-limiting belief telling you that you're not capable of doing this thing but i promise you like if you were to sign up for a coach or you're someone who's like you're just going to planet fitness you have this ten dollar membership and like you're not you're, you're kind of just like bullshitting around you kind of go in there inconsistently like if you walk into orange theory and you're and you pay the uh, for a quality membership and you have coaches holding you accountable like you're gonna see way better results a yeah. hundred times better results than just going to planet fitness on your own fucking around and you got a little bit more skin in the game once you hire somebody because you know, like, damn, I don't want to waste my money now. Like, let me, let me make this be the reason I get my shit together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, no, it, that's, that's, that's awesome. I, I love, I love where this conversation went. I'm glad, I'm glad we actually, you know, talked for longer than we expected. Um, so I guess, yeah, as we're, as we're kind of signing off, uh, where can people find your once every six month posts where, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what, if, if people did have questions, like what's the best way for them to reach out to you? So I, um, my Instagram handle is stronger with Amelia, which I remember when I made my, I had an Instagram, I have two Instagrams, which that's also why I that's like true. going on Instagram. <laughs> I have like a personal page, which still doesn't, I don't really post that much on. I'm just like, I don't know that I feel like now, like going back to the conversation of what you like, what you should be doing. I'm like, man, like I got to think of what I'm going to post and how I'm going to post it. Like, yeah. So I just got to the point where I was always posting about like my personal training clients and orange theory and lifting and my powerlifting and everything. I was like, ah, my friends from high school and college, you don't give a shit about this. Let me just make a separate page. So then I just, I made a separate page and I remember trying to think of the handle. I was like, okay, like fitness with like fit girl. Like it's so stupid that not, it's just like the name that the, the amount of effort you spend thinking about like what a good name Instagram is, yeah. handle would be. And I was like, I'm definitely not someone who's going to, who wants to use, word, use the word fit in their handle, which is, if anybody has no, it, no, it's fine. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but that was also me being my arrogant self at the time, thinking I'm too good to be like fit girl, Amelia. So whatever. It ended up being stronger, stronger with Amelia, which really is more symbolic of like kind of who I am anyway. My, so my, what I, what I, what I like more is your personal Instagram where under your name, it says more pasta, less drama. Yeah, <laughs> I that, actually forgot. I actually forgot that it said that. I don't, forgot that. I don't even remember. You can't what, change what, it now. You have to keep right it. Now. I can't. It's got to stay that. Um, so that's my like business Instagram. And I mean, if anybody has any questions or anything, I would guess what? Just DM me. Um, she takes a, she takes a little while to get back to you. When well, you I was just about to say my my DM and my text return time is super slow. Just because I going back to like me like hating not hating attention, but also like. I can get very easily flustered with like a lot of, if I get a lot of inquiries of something at once, like, yeah. or, or I open my phone at a bad time. And I tell myself the professional procrastinator in me, I'm like, I'll, I'll get, like, I'll get back to it. So if I'm coaching and like my phone's going off, 
I'm like, all right, I just open everything. And I'm like, all right, I'll answer it later. And then at like three days, they're like, oh my God, I never texted so-and-so back. And I'll text them back at like three o'clock in the morning. And they're like, why are you awake? And I'm like, I, I was like, why are you awake? But yeah, so I'll answer eventually. My friends and my family, they are very aware. I'm very blessed and lucky that I have a lot of friends near and far that know that I'm a piece of shit person in that way, that I answer very slowly. So they are very patient. If it's, if it's emergency, call me or call my fiance. He'll really have a message <laughs> or call my mom. So yeah, stronger with Amelia on Instagram is probably the best way to find uh, her posts. And, and anytime she posts uh, like stories and stuff like that, just to keep up with her, or if you want to do want to reach out and, and ask Amelia questions. Um, but honestly, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come on here. I know we're, we're both busy. Oh, we both get up early in the morning. Can you still hear I, me? I can still hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Okay. So yeah, Amelia just cut out. So I have to stop recording and then just hit record Sorry. again. <laughs> no, you're good. Uh, so anyway, thank you for hopping on today. Yes, uh, I'll let you get back to your day. I know we both get up super early and uh, have long days ahead of us. So uh, make sure we get our meals in and, and drink I enough know, water. Food. Oh my God. I know now I'm like thinking about my next meal already as I stare at this like jar of peanut butter next to me that my hand almost went into, but. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's <laughs> that would be awesome if your video cut out and then it came back and you were just shoving peanut butter into your mouth. I mean, I got, I got very close to being like, oh, well, like maybe I'll just, it'll pop back on eventually, but thank I'll you so much like, for I'll having me. I'll act like I'm sneezing and take a bite of, of peanut butter while I'm down there. I've, I have done that before. <laughs> um, honestly, everybody, Adam is the bomb. If you're looking for a one-on-one -on -one trainer, this is all my personal training clients that have been looking for people. There are very few trainers that I trust. He is one of them. So definitely if you're listening and you're not already his client or my client, find him, hire him. If you need a nutrition coach, him, Jenny Dore, who I plugged in. And my last shameless plug is that the June promotion at Orange Theory is the first month is free. Okay. There we go. Yeah. June promotion. Get them. <laughs> you can't, you literally have nothing to lose by getting a month free. Facts. Adam, awesome. thank you so much. And your next Instagram post will have to be sharing this episode and tagging me. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's right. All right. I'll, all right. I'll, talk, I'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, Bye. Adam. Bye.